Welcome to the serialized audiobook The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase, written and read by the author Tony Warner. File 1, The Chase is the first book in the Cara Files series. All of the Cara Files books are available to purchase from Amazon in both Kindle and paperback formats. Simply visit your Amazon store and search for The Cara Files. Chapter 4 As she walked she cursed herself for being a complete idiot. She'd been so focused on starting her journey that she hadn't considered how she would get back and now the only way had been closed. Closed permanently. There was only one way to travel between worlds, through a portal. And even though May had said that she thought there might be some naturally occurring portals, how could she find them? No, she would have to find another generator. It was the only way. She would continue with her plan. She would make her way to the complex in this world. May had described it to her a year ago. It was in a small village near Oxford. It was where Kate and Joe had made their base of operations. The problem was, would they be good Kate and Joe or bad Kate and Joe? Kara had never heard of the multiverse theory before meeting May and although May was no expert, she had explained the basics. In each universe or world, there would be identical copies of everyone and everything, especially in the worlds that were close together. The ones further apart might be completely different. So in this new world, there should be another Kara and even another May. Just thinking about it made her head ache. Six months ago, she had driven to Witham near Oxford with the intention of getting inside the complex in her world to steal a portal generator. Well, she had tried to. When she arrived, she couldn't get anywhere near the village, never mind the complex. Apparently, there had been a gas explosion and the whole village was cordoned off. There were police and lots of earth-moving equipment everywhere. There was no way she was going to steal a portal generator. So instead of stealing one from the complex in her world, she was going to steal one from this world. Refocusing her attention back to the present, Kara suddenly realised that there was a big difference in this world. The path had become completely overgrown with grass that was almost as tall as her. That was strange, she thought. Weren't there any park attendants, or whatever they were called, cutting the grass? She stopped and looked around. In fact, everywhere was overgrown. Bushes were encroaching onto the path, pushing their way into the long grass, and she couldn't even see the park gates or fence because it was covered in ivy. Kara parted her way through the tall grass towards the gate. When she reached it, she was surprised to find that it was missing. Forcing her way through the grass, brambles and bushes that obscured the entrance, she tripped when her boot tangled in the grass. She fell hard, her heavy pack making it impossible for her to recover her balance. She cracked her head on something. Her breath left her body in a whoosh as the pack crushed her ribs. She gasped for breath as her vision narrowed to a pinpoint and pain throbbed in her head. Her eyes closed and she blacked out.
When Kara awoke, she didn't know where she was. It was difficult to breathe. Something was pressing down on her ribcage. Then something wet and warm touched her face. It smelt of almonds. Slowly she came to her senses and remembered where she was. She was lying on her front, with the pack on her back, pressing her into the ground. The wetness returned to her face, and this time she could hear breathing next to her ear, and then a scampering of feet. It must be a dog, she thought to herself, as she slowly opened her eyes. In front of her, its two black eyes staring, was a monster. Her eyes widened in fear, and her heart thumped in her chest. She tried to push away, but couldn't. The pack was weighing her down. All she could manage was to flap around on the ground like a fish out of water. The monster became excited at the movement. It moved forward and licked her face again, its long tongue sliding through a gap in its needle-sharp teeth. It scampered back on six legs, its flat, wide head moving back and forth. Then it moved forward again. Kara did her best to shrink away, but could hardly move. The creature lifted one of its clawed legs and pushed at the pack's shoulder strap. She saw a hoof-like pincer and glimpsed barbs on the inside as it gripped the strap and gently pulled. The strap pulled from her shoulder and the pack fell away from her back to one side. My God, she thought, it's intelligent, it knows what it's doing, it's helping me. She was no longer frightened of it. Despite its scary appearance, it didn't seem to be aggressive. She relaxed a little. With the pack sliding from her back, she was able to get her hands under her and sit up, letting the remaining shoulder strap fall off and leaving the pack on the ground. Her head exploded in pain, and instinctively she put a hand to her forehead. Her hand came away sticky with blood. What a fool she had been. Her journey had barely begun, and she had already lost her way back, and now she had injured herself. She was so unprepared for this. The creature grunted and whistled air through its teeth as it ran round her twice, and then it stopped in front of her. She gazed at its ugliness. It was as big as a large dog with a yellow and black striped head and a horny body covered in brown patches. It had six legs which ended in hoof-like claws. Its black eyes sparkled with intelligence. Well, she said to the thing, what a fine mess I've made of things. It ran round her again, flattening the grass as it did so. When it stopped in front of her, it contracted all six of its legs and did a little jump straight into the air. She couldn't help it. She laughed, but then stopped quickly because it hurt her head. Ow, she touched her head again. I've got to get this sorted. I may have concussion, she said to the creature. It bobbed up and down, flexing its legs. She looked up and around. The sky was still a dark mauve, and the hot sun was still high in the sky. She couldn't have been unconscious for long. She was sat in a hollow of flat grass, which was tall like cornfields she'd seen on American films. She couldn't see the road or the pavement. She looked down and saw a red patch where she had bled onto the ground. There didn't seem to be too much blood, so maybe the wound wasn't that bad. But she needed to find somewhere to rest and to clean herself up. But where? Slowly she got to her feet, holding her head with the pain. Now standing, she could just about see over the top of the grass. She should be on the pavement, she realised. Looking down, she could see nothing but flattened plants, weeds and grass. Across where the road should be, she saw a house, but it looked old. One of its second floor windows was broken, and ivy grew up its walls, obscuring another. 
She couldn't see any of the lower part of the house because of the tall growth around her. This was wrong, she thought. Why is everything so overgrown and old? Maya told her that the world should be very similar, but this one was totally different. Well, the park was in the same place, and that house too, but something had happened here. And come to think of it, where were all the people? And what was this thing? She looked down on the creature that was looking up at her. All of these questions could wait, she thought. She had to get out of the grass and the heat. The sun was unbearably hot, sweat was running down her back. Maybe her choice of jeans and a black long-sleeved top were not the best idea. Yet another thing she had not thought about. She hadn't even brought a coat. What if it rained? Well, boy, she said to the creature, shall we go to that house? The thing bobbed its head and then scampered off. Wait for me, you bozo, she shouted as it disappeared into the undergrowth. Sighing, she bent to pick up the pack but cried out when the pain in her head exploded once again. Staggering, she sat down quickly on top of the pack. Miserable, she realised that she hadn't even packed a first aid kit, nor even sunglasses. You have been listening to The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase, by Tony Warner. Performed and produced by the author. Music for this episode is Lone Wolf by Guillermo Bernards. You can contact me on Facebook at Tony Warner Author or by sending an email to cywarbook at gmail.com. That's P S I War Book, all one word, at gmail.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, Spread the word on your favourite social media platform and tune in for the next episode.